Good evening, everybody. It's Kirk Henderson coming to you once again with another episode of Mavs Moneyball After Dark. I come to you by myself tonight after the Mavericks bounced back with a big win over the 76ers, 109-91. Now, guys, I I'm going to keep this brief tonight. One, because I'm by myself. Two, just because after the last six games, I I'm, I'm just kind of exhausted. Uh, the Mavericks went 3-3 three and three over this homestand been a lot of consternation, a lot of frustration, and I'll be clear in the fact that winning one tonight really just feels good. I'm not sure how much there is to take away from this game because the Sixers are truly weird. Dallas shot the ball pretty well from three-point land, which allowed them to, you know, kind of, you know, bounce back in this game a little bit. Uh, the Sixers, you know, shot the ball terribly, even though they, you know, the, the first quarter is one of these experiences where, I, for one, wanted to turn off the game. It was that kind of, you know, contest where he finished, I think it was like 22 to 20 after one, which was just such, just, you know, slog fest basketball. The second quarter wasn't any better. And then in the third quarter, which as a longtime Mavericks fan, I can't say I understand it. The third quarter became one of these things where the Mavericks just destroyed the Sixers. Uh, it was a bit, essentially a 20-point swing over most of the quarter, uh, even though the Sixers rallied back late. And I'm, I'm just a little unclear how to process this game. After the Mavericks were so soundly out-rebounded in the first quarter, the fact that they finished up uh, out-rebounding the Sixers by you know 11 is kind of incredible to me. I'm not entirely sure how they won this game despite turning the ball over 11 more times than the Sixers. It's it's really just a strange, strange performance. Um, it's one of these games that over the course of a long season, you're glad to take the victory and then you move on. Uh, Luka Doncic had a, a pretty terrible game shooting. He went 4 for 15 from the floor. The Sixers threw a lot of different looks at him defensively. And it took until the second half and really almost part of the fourth for him to figure out how to respond. And it wasn't necessarily his responses, but if Luka's going to get trapped, it's up to the the other Mavericks players who are essentially in a four-on-three to figure out how to score the basketball. That is absolutely what happened in the fourth quarter, which is how a seven-point uh, lead ballooned into you know over 20 for parts of for parts of the period. Um, a really nice bounce back game for Dorian Finney-Smith, who was active all over the floor, you know, running the, running the, uh, running the fast break and cutting off ball, which is something that more Mavericks need to do. Uh, really good rebounding game for, uh, Dwight Powell and Maxi Kleba. I feel like the two of them last game, let me check this out just while I'm, I'm doing this against the Lakers the night before Maxi Kleba and, and, and Dorian. Finney Smith combined for six rebounds. Tonight against the 76ers, they combined for 20. And that is the sort of thing which helps a team that's struggling. I'm not, you know, entirely sure what, what's happening with both of them on, on the rebounding end. It's like everyone expects someone else to grab the rebound, particularly, you know, on these drives, and, and it took the Mavericks quite a bit of time to just wake up and realize what was happening. Uh, the bench struggled once again. You know, every single player except for Boban had a negative plus minus, which I guess 
we can chalk up to the fact that the Sixers have a lot of length and some pretty good defensive players, but it's just getting a little strange. The, the bench was so good in the early part of the year, and I don't want to call them a liability because that's not accurate. You know, DeLon Wright had a nice game attacking, uh, kind of does a bunch of little stuff. Uh, Jalen Brunson is just having, you know, if you look at his numbers going back for a few games, he's having a terrifically bad shooting stretch. Some of these things you figure just have to swing over time. Um, I, you know, I'm, I'm really, again, I'm really just, just glad to get the victory there. The plus minus for the starters was just so outrageous, which I'm not, I'm not sure if that says more about the Sixers than it does the Mavericks. Uh, but it's, it's good to walk away with a victory and, and that's kind of where we stand for the evening. You know, the Mavericks have a couple day break and if I'm looking at the schedule correctly, they head out onto the road to play the Warriors in the late game on Tuesday. And then they have, let's see here, they play Sacramento Wednesday, then they're back on ESPN on Friday. So they play a back-to-back against the uh, Warriors and against the Kings. And frankly, both of those games are games that they need to win. They're they're through, this is a little bit of a lull in their January stretch where they play the uh, Warriors, the Kings, and the Blazers. And frankly, you know, outside of the Warriors, you, you have to take all these teams seriously. There's just not an easy stretch of games. So it's important that the Mavericks kind of notch notch some victories here and, and give themselves a little bit of, of padding. I talk about this a little bit in the recap tonight, but the big picture view of the Mavericks is that with, you know, this is the 39th game of the season, there's 43 games remaining. They essentially need to play 500 ball the rest of the way to stay in that 5, 6, 7, 8 seed conversation. Um, I know no one wants to actually talk like that because it belies a little bit of a defeatist attitude. Uh, I don't mean it that way. It's just really the way the math works out. When you look at the way that the teams are clumped together, the uh, Lakers are pretty darn far ahead of everybody. Then you have a series of teams who are are clumped together in the like second, third, fourth spots in terms of the Clippers, Nuggets, Rockets. Uh, and then, honestly, the Jazz, and then the Mavericks sit at, you know, eight games back, and then the, the Thunder, Grizzly, Spurs, there's just such a, a, a chasm between the, the Thunder and then the Spurs, it's like five games. So, unless the Mavericks were to fall off a cliff in a way, you know, where they're, we're talking like 10, 12 game, like, losing streak, they're probably going to be okay. At a certain point, they need to figure out you know, what they like to do for seeding. But if we're wondering why Chris Apps Porzingis is missing games, it's honestly something like this, where they're looking at the long view. No one can actually talk about that because it, you know, it, every game is supposed to matter in the NBA, but that's really where we stand at the moment. So I had a good time recapping this game. It's nice to actually uh, get a victory. The Mavericks have simply played, you know, 500 ball going back to December 12th or so. And, and you know, we have these games against, you know, like the Lakers, for example, where the beating is so bad that it results in all of us just being a grump. And I really mean all of us. I remember my wife was, was pretty pissed at me last night because I was essentially looking at Twitter and watching the game and not even answering her questions 
which, you know, sweetie, again, I, I didn't hear them. I was mad. I'm, I apologize. But that's just kind of, of where we are in the year, where we're in a little bit of, of the slog right up to All-Star Game. Uh, speaking of which, vote early and vote often for Luka Doncic. We have about nine days left to get him into the All-Star Game. Him winning captain is probably one of the most important things that could happen to the Mavericks for free agency that's happened in the last 30 years. I don't mean to oversell that, but that's really what, what it matters. You know, him uh, basically op- openly tampering and selecting people for, for the All-Star uh, game is, is the sort of thing I live for. So let's get him into the All-Star Game, guys, uh, as captain. And, you know, it's, there's just not a ton, you don't want to say that there's not a ton to play for. That's not what I mean. There's a lot to learn. You want to see some of the Mavericks who are struggling right now turn a corner. Shouts to Jalen Brunson's recent field goal percentage. But, you know, I get super pissed game in and game out. And I talked a little about this in social media. But the big picture view is we're just in a great place. Over the last three years, I I feel like the I could have my math wrong. But 2016, 2017, 2018, I believe the Mavericks won or lost over 150 games. So I, it seems sort of silly to get mad that they lost their 15th game, which was, you know, one-tenth of that total against the Los Angeles Lakers and LeBron James. Like, things are, things are just going to happen. And it sounds really dumb of me, because if you guys know me and have followed me, I am just... Like, I'm a panic machine on, on social media, but that's really just in-game. You know, I've been doing this for over 10 years, you know, being online. I got on Twitter as a means to not yell at my television, and the fact that people follow me is still weird. The fact that you guys are willing to this podcast, listen to this podcast, and subscribe is still weird. I'm grateful, obviously, but, you know, I don't mean what I say in the moment all the time. Sometimes I do, but not enough. Anyway, guys, I, I, I've gone about 10 minutes here. I don't want to keep you too long because it's a, uh, you know, the Mavericks won. That's all that really matters. Everything else coming up in the next few days is, is going to be fun. We, we're on to the next one, and hopefully the Mavericks can figure out a serious way of getting on track. As always, like, uh, respond, rate us on iTunes, the Mavs Moneyball Podcast. That sort of thing really helps us. Reply to me. Talk to me. I love talking to people on Twitter. I love hearing insight, uh, you know. Talking about Luka Doncic's bad defense and the fact that I don't know how to acknowledge it or deal with it is a real thing. And it's probably a real thing for the Mavericks, too. Uh, I enjoy communicating with all of you guys. The Mavs are a lot of fun this year. I think we should just really lean into the fact that they're fun because who wants to be talking about a team that could cap out at 30 games? Anyway, guys, as always, Kirk Henderson at MavsMoneyBall.com. This has been Mavs Moneyball After Dark. We will talk to you guys later this week.